Well, hello and welcome to the Lucas Experience. Go ahead, crack open a beer and let's chat just a little bit. My show is dedicated mainly to dorky conversation, streaming, and really whatever else my brain can come up with. So, go ahead, sit back, relax, and let me massage your brain. Well, hello, hello, everybody. It's great to see all of you again. I hope you're doing well. It's been a few since I... Well, I guess only a couple of days since I came out with my first episode. I think I have what they call podcast, well, the honeymoon phase of podcasting where I'm super, super stoked to get all these episodes done and probably within like the next two weeks, I'm going to have a crash. So if I can survive that first crash, oh my God, so saliva-y, if I can survive that first crash, then I can probably actually go somewhere with podcasting. Anyway, great to see all of you. Welcome back to the Lucas Experience, the place where I go ahead and massage your brain and talk about random things that come to my mind. Though, of course, every episode's probably going to have some sort of loose uh, schedule, I imagine. Anyway, Little update on what's been going on in my life for the past couple of days. By the way, sorry again if you could still hear that squeaky chair. Uh, I'm going to have to get that fixed at some point. But I have been fixing up and cleaning an apartment that squatters have been living in. More like they've been living in there for a couple, well, about a year, give or take. And they left after the moratorium was over over here in Washington. Uh, they weren't paying their electrical either, so their power got cut off, and just a little bit of a uh, insight as to how that's been going. The entire place has been cleaned out pretty well now, now we're just trying to mop up the floor, and, uh, you know, I don't think I really have to uh, censor myself too much, but the it, you'd be amazed how difficult it is to get caked on dried shit off of the floor. It's, it's, it's kind of fucking incredible, and... It, I don't know how they managed it, but somehow, some way, there is like this weird film that I think might be nicotine. It's just caked all over the walls, like every single crevice that you could just possibly imagine. It's nasty, nasty film is caked all over it, all the way in the cupboards. That's what I was mainly doing today was cleaning cupboards. I spent three goddamn hours just cleaning four cupboards because of how filthy they were. It's a little bit more habitable now, but I don't think I should really post the picture since I might be also posting this on YouTube. But you guys that are in the Discord will probably be able to see how terrible it was, legitimately. I don't know how these people were able to live in such conditions. They basically delegated the kitchen to being that place where their animals would use the bathroom. And uh, I think the bedroom was probably the cleanest place, even though they had just cages full of... Oh God! You you could probably put a couple of things together. It was a, it was a fucking mess, and it still is a mess, and it's probably always going to be a mess. But hey, I'm doing my part, and it gets me a little bit of money off rent, so I can't complain, I suppose. Uh, that's more or less what's been going on in my life. I hope all of you are doing well. In the last show that I did, I think you guys, you know, you got a pretty good chance to get to know me and who I am and what I'm about pretty well, but uh, there's a couple of things that I omitted, and I'll go ahead and let you in on one of those things uh, during this episode. There was a time after 
I, uh, I, I graduated high school that I was shooting to become a private pilot. Uh, when I say shooting to become a private pilot, I mean, I was interested in it, don't get me wrong, but I was more pushed by my dad to really, you know, take it on. And it, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, I had just gotten my driver's license at that point. I waited until I was a senior to get my license. I wasn't really comfortable driving, but I went very quickly from learning how to drive a vehicle to uh, learning how to fly a plane. And I have to tell you, driving a car is far, far less terrifying than learning to dr fly a freaking plane because if you're, you know, driving a car, you can easily just apply the brakes and you can stop and that's the end of it unless you're going really fast. So you can still apply the brakes. With the plane, there's brakes, but you can't exactly just stop. You have to find a place to land and that can be a tad bit difficult if there's no flat ground. The kind of program that I went into was uh, more of a hands-on type. I thought I was going to be doing a, you know, ground school before anything else, but no, I did maybe one day in the classroom, and then everything after that was in the plane. I figured out how, like, I first figured out how to inspect the plane to make sure everything was good, how to actually get the plane started up, the entire checklist that would go beyond that, how to, you know, then, uh signal that I was going to be taking off any, you know, all, all the gibberish that goes along with it. I won't call it gibberish because it all makes sense, but, uh, it, it's been a little while. So now it probably sounds like gibberish to me, but I did make it all the way to the point where I started doing my own cross countries, not alone yet, but I did solo. And I guess the one experience I'll tell you during this is when I did my first solo and, uh, that was a fucking scary experience. So usually what we would do is, uh, we would, you know, taxi up to the runway, we'd take off, and this is just in a little Cessna, fairly easy to fly plane. I mean, it, it's a beginner plane. Uh, you start out in a Cessna and you go up and you do a pattern and then you come back down and then you land. And that's really just about it. You just go up, go around the runway, come back the other way, and then just pop back and land, and then rinse and repeat for the most part. Well, I got pretty good at doing that with my instructor to the point where he wasn't really, you know, touching the controls all that much anymore, so he says, all right, you're ready to solo, and there wasn't really, are you ready, it's just, you're ready. So, the one of the next days that I came up, he's like, all right, you're going up on your own, and, uh, that was that, and the whole point of the solo was to take off, do the pattern, come back down and land three times without damaging the plane, and then I will have passed my test. Okay. Oh, and did I mention I had to do it alone? There would be nobody in the plane to help me. So, I, you know, went through the entire process, started everything up, uh, just, you know, starting to just slightly have my ass pucker, start taxiing down, getting closer and closer to the runway, getting to the runway, making sure that the coast was clear, there was no one around, there was no one coming in, and luckily the place that I was doing this at, I lived up in the mountains in California, there weren't a lot of people, this was a small rural airport, so I got up to the runway, and, uh, well, started making my calls, so I don't want to say the name of the place, but so-and-so traffic, oh god, I can't remember the name, uh, oh god, hold on, 
no, it's the name of the plane. So it's three nine or five five Foxtrot departing runway one seven for right close pattern. And then you have to repeat the name of the place that you're going to be taking off from. So say if it was like uh, Modesto or something like that or SeaTac or somewhere. So I went up and everything was fine. You know, anyone can take a plane off for the most part and anybody can fly a plane. But landing it now, that's that's the tough part. Also, sorry if you can hear my drink in the background. I got to have a little bit of a refreshment. The devil is landing that fucker. So, got up, was able to go around in the pattern without any problems, came back down, started coming back down, and I landed perfectly fine the first time. That wasn't a problem. So, did it again, taxied right back, took off again, and whoop, back up in the pattern I went. But this time, as I was coming down, I was shooting a little long. I would still make the runway without a problem, but the thing is, is that this area was known for high winds at times, and there were two runways, one going, uh, well, parallel with the road, and then there was another runway that was a grass runway that ran uh, kind of diagonal, and it cut, uh, I'd say, halfway down the main one. So if you didn't land the plane before you got basically to the middle of the runway you'd have a crosswind hit you, and it could be a really weak one, or it could be a really strong one, and basically that means you have a wind hitting you from the side, and I didn't get that plane down fast enough, and that crosswind just walloped me. It threw my tail back and made my, like, made the prop go basically off the side of the runway, so I started getting off the runway before I even landed, so... Start freaking out a little bit, but start shitting your pants a little. Put a little bit more throttle in, raise it up a little bit, just go ahead and center yourself, which is what I was taught to do, and I did that, and then decrease the throttle and bring it down, and it went out without a problem. I was amazed that I did it. Then same thing again, back up and around, back up, flew around, landed, and didn't have any problems my third time. And... Honestly, I was amazed that I made it that far. Flying a plane is terrifying. It's a lot of fun, but it's uh, it really is an experience that I oh got. It's it, it, you can it's hard to explain. It's like having almost true freedom. You know when you learn how to drive a car, and you get to like you get a taste of the knowing the fact that you can go wherever you want, whenever you want. Because you have that, you know, you have that knowledge, you have your license, you're legal, you have the ability. Well, it's kind of the same thing with a plane, except so much more vast because you can just literally fly to wherever you want to go. And they don't have a ton of gas, those little puddle hoppers. Um, when I say puddle hopper, it's just one of the Cessnas. They don't have a lot of gas, so they can't, you know, go insanely far, but... They, 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 they can go a decent ways. So that was a lot of fun. I ended up, uh, like I said, passing. And the ceremony for passing is they rip your shirt off and then they ride on your back and then you get to take pictures. Everyone has a drink and it's a good time, though. I was too young to drink at the time. But yeah, I, uh, I was shooting to become a pilot, but I will say that college did kind of get in the way that I had a 
I, I guess a schedule that I was trying to follow and I lived up kind of in the boondocks in California where if you were to stay there, it's a great place to raise a family and it's a great place to grow up. But unless you've got a good paying job, especially now with how high the rent prices are these days, it's, it's not really recommended to stay there. I mean, what, shit, my dad has a friend who just sold his house. Someone just bought it up. They're renting it. I think it's a three-bedroom, two-bath. They're renting it at $2,500 a month. I don't know how much you have to pay a bank when it comes to a loan, but you might as well take out a fucking mortgage instead of having to pay <laughs> so much money for what you're getting. But anyway, yes, I was shooting to become a pilot for a little while, but college did get in the way, and I did not continue uh, I am very thankful for my father, though. He was the one that paid for the lessons, and it's it's pretty expensive, it, but it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot, and it helped me become far more comfortable with, uh, <laughs> with my driving abilities. Anyways, moving on, there is another topic that I just wanted to chat with you guys about. I know that my podcasts haven't, well, I've only got one podcast out, so that's not really much of a benchmark, I don't think. But I know podcasts can range from, like, I've seen ones from, like, 10 minutes and then ones that go up to, like, an hour and a half to two hours. And I think the, in, in the beginning, since, you know, I'm just kind of sitting here talking, well, I'm not, I'm talking to you guys, but I'm kind of here sitting talking to myself. I'm going to go ahead and try to keep it within the 20-minute range just because there's only so many things that I know to talk about and I don't have a script. I'm literally just going from the fucking depths of my brain, <laughs> which definitely makes it a challenge, especially, especially on top of the fact that this podcast doesn't really have any kind of, you know, main theme besides my special personality, I suppose. I just sit back, relax, and chat with you guys, and, uh, well, I'm surprised how many people actually listened to the first one, so again, to everybody that did listen to it, I, I really do appreciate it. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. Anyway, we'll go ahead and switch gears here because I really want to talk to you guys about what surfing is like. To anyone out there who's ever been curious, I'll tell you where my origin story truly began. And a little bit more and a story or two about some of the fun stuff that I've seen out there. So, gosh, I think I was maybe like... Oh, maybe nine, nine years old, I think, eight or nine. There was a movie that came out called Surf's Up, and I, I don't know if any of you guys recognize the that that name, but that was a really influential movie to me when I was younger. I saw those, <laughs> I saw those fucking penguins, and they were surfing, and it looked like so much fun, and they were catching these just absolutely monster waves, and I thought. Well, shit, if a penguin could do that, I could do that. That looks like a lot of fun. And I was already a good swimmer, but I didn't live close to the ocean. I was living in Arizona, which very much doesn't have an ocean close to it, unless you travel to Mexico or something. But I, um, I still had that dream, and I always wanted to live next to the ocean. I was born over in Oregon, right next to the ocean, so... I kind of had it in my blood, and my father was an Alaskan king crab fisherman for shit, 30 years. And, man, I really just had it in my blood. I guess that's why I like seafood so much. But I just had that dream, and 
up until when I was working over in Portland, I never really had the opportunity because, well, you know, I was going to college. I was too young. I was living with parents. I, I didn't know anything about how the world worked. I didn't know how to really support myself on my own until I moved over to Spokane. And when I was over in Portland, I really figured out how harsh the world could be at times. But like I said, I decided to move over to the coast, and I would say that it's probably one of the best choices I've ever made. It was just, it, it was incredible. When I moved out to where I did, I, I don't want to say too much because it might give away where I am now, but it was like living a dream because I, I got this apartment that was literally just a block away from the ocean. I could literally just get a beer or just really anything or just walk on my own and go straight there. I will say it is the Washington coast, so it's very windy. The sand isn't, you know, the nice, pristine, beautiful white. It's very gray. It's very kind of nasty looking in some places, but it's the ocean and it's beautiful. And the sunsets, oh my God, the sunsets are absolutely unmatched. And it's one of the few places that I've ever been to that you can actually drive on the beach going all the way from shit, one end basically to the other. So living out there was just kind of amazing. It was one of the best experiences of my entire life, and I'm so glad that I did it. And like I said, when I moved there, I had an apartment that I had to pay off back in Portland, and that place was $12.50 a month. Well, I had to pay rent and a half to get that paid off, I believe it was. I think what, no, actually, I think it was double the rent. I don't, no, I don't, I don't remember. All I know is that they wanted me to pay $3,000, which I did not have at the time, and they were giving me two months to do before it went to collections, which that is why I hate leases. I understand the reasoning, but sometimes things in life just come up, but oh my God, they suck. I managed to somehow get it paid off in two months. Thank God for what I do. That saved my bacon. But I uh, got that paid off. And after that was done, I went and bought my first wetsuit and bodyboard. And I went over to the jetty and decided to just test my luck over in the water. And the water was fucking cold. And the first day that I went out, I remember it so well. It was just terrible. The day was awful. It was raining. It was a stormy, crappy day, but I was just so excited and I wanted to get out there. So I got my bodyboard and just went out into the waves and you will always have fun on a bodyboard. You might not have fun on a surfboard because that takes a long time, but there is no such thing as a bad day on a bodyboard unless there are literally no waves. You can catch anything on those little guys. So I just went out there to about waist-deep water, and even when I was waist-deep, the waves were way, like, not way over my head, but they were a bit over my head, and they were breaking right on me, and I didn't want to paddle out any further than where I could stand because I didn't know what the hell was out there. I didn't know anything really about rip currents. I didn't know if it was safe or not. I was the only person there, so I just messed around in the waves, and... I had a ball, even though I got tumbled so hard. Oh my god, it's like a washing machine. You see these waves just coming down right on top of you, and if you can't dive through it, they basically just 
pick you up, grab you by your feet, suck you back over, and just throw your face right into the sand. It's it's a good thing there weren't any rocks, because that would have either ruined my wetsuit or my face, and neither would have been very fun. But I kept doing that, and some days were really nice, some days were really gnarly, some days were everything in between. And, um... It was just a really fun learning experience, and about a couple months after that, I decided it was time for me to start giving actual surfing a shot. So, got my first board and went out and couldn't stand on it because I forgot to wax it. <laughs> Turns out you have to wax your board before you actually start using it, otherwise you're going to be slipping and sliding everywhere. I didn't know that. It was a... Uh, Oh god, it was a foam core board, and it's the, still the same one that I use to this day, and it, it, it really is awesome. It's so much fun. Now, I'll tell you one more story having to do with my surfing experiences. That was just kind of the lead-up to what I'm about to tell you. So, th at this point, I'd been surfing already for a couple of months, and I wasn't any good by any means, but I could stand on a wave for a little bit and not fall. So... I was out there, I paddled way out there, and I was all alone. And, you know, the thing about the water over here is that it's so just, it's just so murky because I think of the, you know, the organisms that live in it. Uh, you can only really see maybe a foot down, and that's really about it, so you have no idea what the hell is underneath of you. And unless you jump off your board and go straight down, you have no idea how deep it is either. And... There's just something about the unknown when it comes to the ocean. Like, you don't know how deep it is. You don't know what the hell's underneath of you. That makes it really just existential and terrifying. So you don't really... I, like, I don't like having too much hanging off of the board when I'm out there. Because I feel like something's going to grab me. Um, but when I was out there, my fear was realized. Because I'd say about... 10, maybe 15 feet away from me, just a little further out, I saw a big fucking dorsal fin stick out of the water. And it just lazily came out, and I saw a really long, thick tail. And I saw flippers pop out of the water and then go right back down following it. And I was just... Lying there on my stomach, staring at that with my eyes the size of fucking frying pans, just like, Huh? Oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, my God! That probably made the mic clip, but... That's kind of what was going through my head, and I noped the hell out of there as quickly as I could. I mean, it was a whale... It wasn't going to hurt me. It was just out there doing its thing, and it was surprisingly shallow. I didn't expect it to come so close, but it was basically... I could have basically paddled right to it and probably touched it if I wanted to, but it was right there, but it concreted that I don't know how deep this is. I have absolutely no idea what the hell could be underneath of me if a fucking whale is able to go undetected for that long underneath of me then what else might be down there? So I paddled my ass back to the beach as fast as I could, jumped off of my board, and basically just lied flat on my back on the sand and just breathed. 
oh, damn near hyperventilating. And I just, you know, sat there staring out there, and I didn't see the whale again after that. I thought it'd come back up and surface, but nope, it didn't. It just probably went about its merry way and didn't even notice me. I uh, I took a little break from going out there after a little after that experience, just because I mean, again, I said it several times, but you do not know what is underneath of you if you can't see more than a foot, and that kind of freaked me out. I got back into it after a little while, and I even made a friend that would go out there with me at times, so that definitely made it a whole lot less scary. I haven't surfed in a couple of months now because of how bad the weather's been, but it's really just an amazingly fun hobby and a a fantastic way to stay in shape, a good way to make friends and meet people, and, well, I mean, you are going to be doing one of the most dangerous sports in the world, especially if you start going after some of those really big waves. I mean... They got kind of big out here, and I wouldn't touch them when they were, like, twice my size. But there have been times where there's just a one wave that will come in that you don't really have the opportunity to say no to. You either have to try to, well, just brace for it, or try to paddle out and go over it. And most of the time I try the second one. If that doesn't work, then you gotta dive as deep as you can underneath because if something taller than you grabs you, it's gonna have some fun with you. And that's a, that's a, that's a pretty scary experience. But anyway, I've got more or less nothing but fun, good memories with surfing, and I'm probably gonna continue doing it until my body literally can't anymore. Okay, and I think it's time for us to go ahead and shift gears. We're already getting over the 25-minute mark, which, man, I, I really can just sit here and talk out of my ass for a long time, can't I? I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty damn proud of that, if I do say so myself. Anyways, everybody, so what I'm thinking of doing is doing something that I think I might call, you know, collections, which would be different topics that I would speak about because there are, you know, specific topics that I want to talk about um, with people or on my own, though I do want to start bringing people into here and uh, doing interviews, uh, things that I have an interest in, things that I feel like you guys might have an interest in. I can go ahead and bring in some people that might have a bit more knowledge than I do or just have good banter, and we. I think that would be kind of fun. The idea that I've really been throwing around quite a bit is doing narrations on here again. Well, I was going to say again, like I was, you know, on YouTube or something, but I want to go ahead and start doing narrations. So that might be its own separate collection away from everything else, because I mean, it would it would be very, very different from anything else that I would be doing on here. I'd be adding music to it. I would set the mood and make it all creepy because... Well, I'm a creepy narrator. That's just what I enjoy enjoy talking about and narrating. It's it's a lot of fun, but I don't know. I think I've got a lot of you know cool ideas of stuff that we can do on here. And if anyone has any ideas, I know that there's not really any comments that you can put on uh, Anchor. I'm I'm still kind of learning the different ways that I'm able to actually put these podcasts out there. Um, I wish there was a place that people could comment, but I guess that's why I advertise my Twitter and Discord, uh, which, you know, people can just contact me there. So if you guys ever have any ideas of stuff that you want to see me, uh, talk about on here, feel free to just send me a message on Discord and, uh, I'll go ahead and think about it. And 
If you have an interest of coming on here as well and you want to chat a little bit and, uh, well, pick my brain and have me pick yours, that would be a lot of fun as well. Anyway, everybody, it's really a pleasure. Seriously, thank you so much for all the love and support. I know that I'm very awkward and I'm maybe more talkative than my own, for my own good, I suppose, but I don't know. I feel like I'm slowly getting my bearings straight. Um, anyways, I think the schedule that I'm going to go ahead and go with is I'll do two podcasts a week to start out just so I don't burn myself out and I've got plenty of time to really, you know, get things dialed in. I'll go ahead and post every Monday and every Thursday. So that's what I'm shooting for every Monday and every Thursday. So this is being shot on Wednesday. You guys will be hearing this on Thursday. Anyways, everybody, my socials are linked down below. Check me out on Twitter at LucasJacobs170. Seriously, you guys are amazing. I really appreciate it. You guys drive safe, and I'll see you all in the next one.